The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Introduction This thing in front of you, this issue, this obstacle, this frustrating, unfortunate, problematic, unexpected problem preventing you from doing what you want to do, that thing you dread or secretly hope will never happen. What if it wasn't so bad? What if embedded inside it or inherent in it were certain benefits, benefits only for you? What would you do? What do you think most people would do? Probably what they've always done, and what you are doing right now, nothing. Let's be honest, most of us are paralyzed. Whatever our individual goals, most of us sit frozen before the many obstacles that lie ahead of us. We wish it weren't true, but it is. What blocks us is clear. Systemic, decaying institutions, rising unemployment, skyrocketing costs of education, and technological disruption. Individual, too short, too old, too scared, too poor, too stressed, no access, no backers, no confidence. How skilled we are at cataloging what holds us back. Every obstacle is unique to each of us. But the responses they elicit are the same fear, frustration, confusion, helplessness, depression, anger. You know what you want to do, but it feels like some invisible enemy has you boxed in, holding you down with pillows. You try to get somewhere, but something invariably blocks the path, following and thwarting each move you make. You have just enough freedom to feel like you can move, just enough to feel like it's your fault when you can't seem to follow through or build momentum. We're dissatisfied with our jobs, our relationships, our place in the world. We're trying to get somewhere, but something stands in the way. So we do nothing. We blame our bosses, the economy our politicians, other people, or we write ourselves off as failures or our goals as impossible. When really only one thing is at fault, our attitude and approach. There have been countless lessons, and books, about achieving success, but no one ever taught us how to overcome failure, how to think about obstacles, how to treat and triumph over them, and so we are stuck. Beset on all sides, many of us are disoriented, reactive, and torn. We have no idea what to do. On the other hand, not everyone is paralyzed. We watch in or as some seem to turn those very obstacles, which stymie us, into launching pads for themselves. How do they do that? What's the secret? Even more perplexing, earlier generations faced worse problems with fewer safety nets and fewer tools. They dealt with the same obstacles we have today plus the ones they worked so hard to try to eliminate for their children and others. And yet, we're still stuck. What do these figures have that we lack? What are we missing? It's simple, a method and a framework for understanding, appreciating, and acting upon the obstacles life throws at us. John D. Rockefeller had it, for him it was cool-headedness and self-discipline. Demosthenes, the great Athenian orator, had it, for him it was a relentless drive to improve himself through action and practice. Abraham Lincoln had it, for him it was humility endurance, and compassionate will. There are other names you'll see again and again in this book, Ulysses S. Grant, Thomas Edison, Margaret Thatcher, Samuel Z. Murray, Amelia Earhart, Erwin Rommel, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Richard Wright, Jack Johnson, Theodore Roosevelt, Steve Jobs, James Stockdale, Laura Ingalls Wilder, Barack Obama. Some of these men and women faced unimaginable horrors, 
from imprisonment to debilitating illnesses, in addition to day-to-day -day frustrations that were no different from ours. They dealt with the same rivalries, political headwinds, drama, resistance, conservatism, breakups, stresses, and economic calamities. Or worse. Subjected to those pressures, these individuals were transformed. They were transformed along the lines that Andy Grove, former CEO of Intel, outlined when he described what happens to businesses in tumultuous times, bad companies are destroyed by crisis. Good companies survive them. Great companies are improved by them. Great individuals, like great companies, find a way to transform weakness into strength. It's a rather amazing and even touching feat. They took what should have held them back, what in fact might be holding you back right this very second, and used it to move forward. As it turns out, this is one thing all great men and women of history have in common. Like oxygen to a fire, obstacles became fuel for the blaze that was their ambition. Nothing could stop them, they were, and continue to be, impossible to discourage or contain. Every impediment only served to make the inferno within them burn with greater ferocity. These were people who flipped their obstacles upside down. Who lived the words of Marcus Aurelius and followed a group which Cicero called the only real philosophers the ancient Stoics, even if they'd never read them. They had the ability to see obstacles for what they were, the ingenuity to tackle them, and the will to endure a world mostly beyond their comprehension and control. Let's be honest. Most of the time we don't find ourselves in horrible situations we must simply endure. Rather, we face some minor disadvantage or get stuck with some less than favorable conditions. Or we're trying to do something really hard and find ourselves outmatched, overstretched, or out of ideas. Well, the same logic applies. Turn it around. Find some benefit. Use it as fuel. It's simple. Simple but, of course, not easy. This is not a book of gushing, hazy optimism. This is not a book that tells you to deny when stuff sucks or to turn the other cheek when you've been completely screwed over. There will be no folksy sayings or cute but utterly ineffectual proverbs. This is also not an academic study or history of Stoicism. There is plenty written about Stoicism out there, much of it by some of the wisest and greatest thinkers who ever lived. There is no need to rewrite what they have written. Go read the originals. No philosophic writing is more accessible. It feels like it was written last year, not last millennium. But I have done my best to collect, understand, and now publish their lessons and tricks. Ancient philosophy never cared much for authorship or originality. All writers did their best to translate and explain the wisdom of the greats as it has been passed down in books, diaries, songs, poems, and stories. All of these, refined in the crucible of human experience over thousands of years. This book will share with you their collective wisdom in order to help you accomplish the very specific and increasingly urgent goal we all share, overcoming obstacles. Mental obstacles. Physical obstacles. Emotional obstacles. Perceived obstacles. We face them every day and our society is collectively paralyzed by this. If all this book does is make facing and dismantling such stumbling blocks a little easier, it will be enough. But my aim is higher. I want to show you the way to turn every obstacle into an advantage. So this will be a book of ruthless pragmatism and stories from history that illustrate the arts of relentless persistence and indefatigable ingenuity. It teaches you how to get unstuck, unfucked, and unleashed.
how to turn the many negative situations we encounter in our lives into positive ones, or at least to snatch whatever benefit we can from them. To steal good fortune from misfortune. It's not just, how can I think this is not so bad? No, it is how to will yourself to see that this must be good, an opportunity to gain a new foothold, move forward, or go in a better direction. Not be positive but learn to be ceaselessly creative and opportunistic. Not, this is not so bad. But, I can make this good. Because it can be done. In fact, it has and is being done. Every day. That's the power we will unlock in this book. The obstacles that lie before us, there is an old Zen story about a king whose people had grown soft and entitled. Dissatisfied with this state of affairs, he hoped to teach them a lesson. His plan was simple, he would place a large boulder in the middle of the main road, completely blocking entry into the city. He would then hide nearby and observe their reactions. How would they respond? Would they band together to remove it? Or would they get discouraged, quit, and return home? With growing disappointment, the king watched as subject after subject came to this impediment and turned away. Or, at best, tried half-heartedly before giving up. Many openly complained or cursed the king or fortune or bemoaned the inconvenience, but none managed to do anything about it. After several days, a lone peasant came along on his way into town. He did not turn away. Instead he strained and strained, trying to push it out of the way. Then an idea came to him, he scrambled into the nearby woods to find something he could use for leverage. Finally, he returned with a large branch he had crafted into a lever and deployed it to dislodge the massive rock from the road. Beneath the rock were a purse of gold coins and a note from the king, which said, The obstacle in the path becomes the path. Never forget, within every obstacle is an opportunity to improve our condition. What holds you back? The physical? Size. Race. Distance. Disability. Money. The mental? Fear. Uncertainty inexperience, prejudice. Perhaps people don't take you seriously. Or you think you're too old. Or you lack support or enough resources. Maybe laws or regulations restrict your options. Or your obligations do. Or false goals and self-doubt. Whatever it is, here you are. Here we all are. And, these are obstacles. I get it. No one is denying that. But run down the list of those who came before you. Athletes who were too small. Pilots whose eyesight wasn't good enough. Dreamers ahead of their time. Members of this race or that. Dropouts and dyslexics. Bastards, immigrants, nouveau riches, sticklers, believers, and dreamers. Or those who came from nothing or worse, from places where their very existence was threatened on a daily basis. What happened to them? Well, far too many gave up. But a few didn't. They took twice as good as a challenge. They practiced harder. Looked for shortcuts and weak spots. Discerned allies among strange faces. Got kicked around a bit. Everything was an obstacle they had to flip. And so, within those obstacles was an opportunity. They seized it. They did something special because of it. We can learn from them. Whether we're having trouble getting a job, fighting against discrimination, running low on funds, stuck in a bad relationship, locking horns with some aggressive opponent, have an employee or student we just can't seem to reach, or are in the middle of a creative block, we need to know that there is a way. When we meet with adversity, we can turn it to advantage, 
based on their example. All great victories, be they in politics, business, art, or seduction, involved resolving vexing problems with a potent cocktail of creativity, focus, and daring. When you have a goal, obstacles are actually teaching you how to get where you want to go, carving you a path. The things which hurt, Benjamin Franklin wrote, instruct. Today, most of our obstacles are internal, not external. Since World War II we have lived in some of the most prosperous times in history. There are fewer armies to face, fewer fatal diseases and far more safety nets. But the world still rarely does exactly what we want. Instead of opposing enemies, we have internal tension. We have professional frustration. We have unmet expectations. We have learned helplessness. And we still have the same overwhelming emotions humans have always had, grief, pain, loss. Many of our problems come from having too much, rapid technological disruption, junk food, traditions that tell us the way we are supposed to live our lives. We're soft, entitled, and scared of conflict. Great times are great softeners. Abundance can be its own obstacle, as many people can attest. Our generation needs an approach for overcoming obstacles and thriving amid chaos more than ever. One that will help turn our problems on their heads, using them as canvases on which to paint masterworks. This flexible approach is fit for an entrepreneur or an artist, a conqueror or a coach, whether you're a struggling writer or a sage or a hard-working soccer mom. The way through them. Objective judgment, now at this very moment. Unselfish action, now at this very moment. Willing acceptance, now at this very moment, of all external events. That's all you need. Marcus Aurelius' Overcoming Obstacles is a discipline of three critical steps. It begins with how we look at our specific problems, our attitude or approach, then the energy and creativity with which we actively break them down and turn them into opportunities, finally, the cultivation and maintenance of an inner will that allows us to handle defeat and difficulty. It's three interdependent, interconnected, and fluidly contingent disciplines perception, action, and the will. It's a simple process, but again, never easy. We will trace the use of this process by its practitioners throughout history, business, and literature. As we look at specific examples of each step from every angle, we learn to inculcate this attitude and capture its ingenuity, and by doing so discover how to create new openings wherever a door is shut.